0: The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. Jonathan's going to come and speak to us. Uh, speak to us. Read the scripture <laughs> to us. Yeah. I'm yeah, not, well quite, to not quite there yet. <laughs>
1: um, when, when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and their child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Good morning. It is our family service, to be precise, the Herat family service. And we've been looking at uh, our series, a uh, six part series of who is this king? And we looked at this king as the person whom the wise men worshipped. We looked at this king as the Son of God, as the Lamb of God, as the power and wisdom of God. And today, we are going to look at this king as a promise fulfilled. A promise fulfilled. In 2007, we visited Sri Lanka, and our children were, children were 9, uh, 8, and 4. And one of the things we did was we did many things. We visited this place. It's a big rock. that's about 200 meters high from the plateau it's on, um, and climbed this rock. Many tourists and local and foreign go there. So we, we went to a hotel near that rock we stayed near that hotel the night before. So for The following day, we were to, to climb the rock. So we discussed as a family, okay, what, what are we going to do? We said, we are going to climb the rock in the morning. We're going to come back. In the coolness of the evening, we are going to go on an elephant ride. You can see in the picture, there is an elephant in the, in the water, in the lake, and some people riding it. So that's the rock, and that, probably that's the same elephant. I don't know. Anyway, that's what we are hoping to do. So we went and climbed the rock in the morning. It takes about two hours. It's quite a difficult climb, <clears throat> and especially the last part. is You're climbing the rock face on narrow steps. And when we got to the top, one of our children uh, started crying with a broken heart. And he, this child was inconsolable. And all my children are not here, so I'm not going to mention names because they are not here to defend themselves. Um, So without mentioning any names, this child was crying and so sad and heartbroken. So we investigated, found out what it was. And the thing was that this child had understood that we are climbing the rock to the top in order to ride an elephant on top of that. Now, this rock, it was hard enough for humans to climb up, (laughs) let alone an elephant. Anyway, so we had to explain to this child that this is not what we spoke of. But to that child, it was a promise. And the promise was broken. And this child was inconsolable. But anyway, we renewed the promise, we clarified the promise. (laughs) We came back down. Um... And we did ride the elephant. And this little circle shows the <laughs> particular child. Uh, and the previous, uh, so we went to Sri Lanka in 2018 and we, we took a picture of the sa- uh, with the same children in the same order on the same steps actually. So uh, that's quite an interesting one. Anyway, when a promise is broken, it's very hard. So we are asking a question, who is this king? So let's pretend that we actually don't know the answer to this one, okay? In Amos chapter 3, verse 7, God says, the Lord does uh, does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Why? Because when the event takes place, the people know that it is a promise of God, and the event is of God. That is why He reveals His plans through His prophets. Now important people are foretold. Important events are foretold, so I, I wanted to interact with me. What are some important people that were promised by God to people in the old, in the old times? Can you think of any names? Important people. Amos, Isaac, yeah, any other promises? Samuel was a promised child. Samson, remember Samson? Manoah didn't have any children, but there are lots of people who are important people in the Old Testament who were promised by God. What are the the events that were foretold? Events that were foretold coming out of Egypt, out of slavery, was foretold. And there are so many things uh, that, that God foretold as promises, and they happened. However, there is one person about whom there are an overwhelming number of promises. Overwhelming number of promises about this one person. Not just about the person, but about his his birth, his his the kind of life that he would live, his ministry, his death and various other events are foretold about this one particular person many many promises so the, from the very earliest chapters of the bible from the chap, genesis chapter 3 this person is known as the seed of the woman and throughout the pages of the old testament there are many many promises about this one person now i ask you to pretend that you don't know who this person is right because we are asking the question who is this king and all the way down to the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 3, verse 1, he is known as the messenger of the covenant. And he has been spoken of in various different terms throughout the pages of the Bible, a promise given by God. And the attributes of this person um, are integrated in every book of the Old Testament. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Deuteronomy, he is the prophet like Moses and in um, the book of Ruth in book of Ruth what's he known as any of us he's the kinsman redeemer and in the book of Isaiah he's the prince of peace and so on so this person is integrated even into the books of the Bible and all the important people that I talked about uh, Isaac, you know Joseph, and all these people are also a foreshadow of this one person. For example, Joseph, he suffered, uh, he suffered persecution without a reason. He was sent to jail for something he didn't do. And then he eventually became the person who rescued his family from uh, not just his family, but the whole known world at that time from starvation and famine. And we see Moses, Moses' life is, is about delivering people from slavery and taking them into the promised land. This promised person's life and ministry is woven into, as foreshadows into the lives of these important people. And Isaiah called him Emmanuel, God with us. Isaiah gives him a very special title, God with us and daniel called him the one like the son of man now i'm going to digress a little bit just to e- explain to you what the son of man is you know jesus always introduced himself as the son of man when he spoke about himself he talked about son of man and we think that he is kind of saying that his humanity no when he called himself son of man he was actually claiming divinity because he was referring back to the Jan- daniel chapter 7 One like the son of man approached the throne of God and to him given all the power uh, uh, and the sovereignty of God and all the nations of the world worshipped him him on bended knee. He's claiming divinity when he calls himself son of man. In Matthew chapter 26, when he was being um, tried, the religious people asked him, are you the son of God? And Jesus said, you say that I am. And you will see the son of man coming in the clouds of glory. When they heard that, they knew he's claiming divinity. And they rent their clothes and said, what, what more evidence do we need? He's blaspheming. <clears throat> so when Jesus calls himself son of man, he's claiming divinity. So that's digression over, coming back to our promises. So the promises about this person are more than the promises we made to our children on that rock. Even if there were many elephants on, the, on top of that, that rock. Why was it that this person was talked about disproportionately more than anyone else? Because God did not want us to miss him when he arrives. Because recognizing this person had serious consequences for the individual and for humanity as a whole. So our passage this morning is not... One we dwell on very much when we read the the story of Jesus. But there are two people who recognized this Jesus, this baby, as the one that God promised. How were they able to recognize the Messiah, the Anointed One? The The people of Israel were waiting for this one. Because they knew scripture and they understood scripture through the Holy Spirit. Now, you may say the Pharisees knew the scriptures. Yes, they did, but they did not understand the scriptures. They had no Holy Spirit. These are the people, the Pharisees are the people Isaiah is talking about in chapter 6, verse 9. Isaiah was saying, Ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. See, there are about people who counted these They say, about three 300, 300 to 400 messianic prophecies in the Old Testament. So all those Simeon and Anna, the main characters in this story, may not have lived to see all those prophecies fulfilled. They recognized the Messiah through the word and the spirit. There was sufficient information and sufficient inspiration. To identify this promised person, if I were a young Jewish man in my early 20s, when Jesus was dedicated, I would be my age around this age, and now when Jesus completed his earthly ministry, would I have recognized Jesus as the promise fulfilled? How about you? If you lived at the time of Simeon and Anna, would you have recognized Jesus as the promise fulfilled? Let us fast forward 2,000 years. Here we are. We have the benefit of hindsight. We have the inspired word of God, the Old and New Testaments, historical evidence, scholarly expositions, theological arguments, And if none of those things are enough, we have Google. Would we recognize Jesus as the promised Savior in our own lives today? For Anna and Simeon, they had to wait 4,000 years. The people of Israel had to wait 4,000 years since the promise was first made in the garden, chapter 3 of Genesis. And about 400 years since that same announcement, that same promise was reiterated to the people of Israel through the prophet Malachi. 4,400. The people were waiting. Perhaps it, was, it felt like a promise that's never going to be fulfilled. <clears throat> it must have uh, felt like how Jonathan, oh, oops, <laughs> felt on top of that rock. I've been reading, I've been listening to some Holocaust survivor testimonies recently. It was a Holocaust Memorial uh, Week last week. And many of the survivors had this hope. Many of them had a faith in God. They had a hope. They were looking forward to uh, uh, many people just took their lives. Many people just couldn't care anymore for the atrocities they were going through and experiencing. But the people who survived, they had a hope. They they held on to a promise of God. And eventually it came. When the storms of life come, when God seems silent for ages, do you hold on to the promises of God? Do you identify those promises of God? So I'm going to invite the band to come now and... Let us think about these things. Maybe in your life, maybe some of you, you have everything going really good or all all is well. Maybe some, I'm sure the majority, we have things going not so good in our lives. Just like Simeon and Anna and the people of Israel at that time being oppressed by a foreign oppressor. Having these wonderful promises that have been there for 4,000 years, reiterated again and again, the last time 400 years ago through the prophet Malachi, but silence ever since. And you may feel as if God is silent. Not much is going on. Do you seek how the promises of God are being fulfilled in your life? The challenge for the people of Israel was to trust God when he seemed so silent. But God fulfills his promises. The promised king came and he changed their lives. He changed Israel. He changed us today. It is the same challenge for us. But we do have an advantage over, the, over Simeon and Anna. We have a great cloud of witnesses. He never stops working. He's a way maker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. He keeps his promises to us. Let's stand. Let's come before him with Our hearts open to see through the Word and through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit the promises of God that He has made to us as SMG, as also as individuals. Do we recognize them? Do we hold on to them? Lord, thank you for the promises that you, you made to us. We thank you for the promise you made in the garden to send that Redeemer, that Messiah so that we can be free, we can be set free. And Lord, even today, we have things in our lives that we need to be set free from. Issues, maybe sicknesses, hurts in our hearts, maybe things that our loved ones go through that we are burdened and concerned about, our families, those who are not yet in the kingdom that we long to see come to know you. Lord, what are your promises in all these things? Lord, what are your promises to me? Help me to recognize the promises that are fulfilled and to look forward to the ones that are yet to be fulfilled. Lord, help us to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. For we recognize that we shall not live by bread alone. We need your word and we need your spirit, just like Simeon and Anna to recognize when we see the one who has promised. So be it through tears of joy or tears of sadness. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will sow on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not be faint if any of the things that were spoken this morning touched your heart in some way after we've sung the song, after we've finished the service do come to. The chairs on the side there, and we'll be there to pray and if anyone from the brand prophecy group would like to come forward to pray for individuals please do come around there on my right your left and we will pray with you because god is faithful to his promises